0: Hi everyone, if you listened to the previous episode, you already know the drill that this podcast is all about dating and everything that comes with it, including some pretty frank talk about sex. We also have potty mouths from time to time, so please forgive any colourful language and bear in mind that this may not be suitable for anybody under the age of 18. Welcome to episode two of the multi-award-winning podcast, Accidentally Milf, online dating adventures after 50 with me, Angel Bliss, and my extra special guest. He is the very first Tinder date that I ever had, and you all heard about him in the last episode. He's a, a shagger with a heart, as we'd say in England, or in the US, I think the term is the rather more formally referred to as an ethical fuck boy I don't know but anyway he's now my really great friend great guy Johnny Two T's. also joining us in the studio here in Los Angeles today is as ever the wonderful beautiful studio engineer Richard he's having a lot of fun with that can cheering today (laughs) and my great friend producer Freddie hi
1: that's a big cheer
0: it certainly is, and you deserve it, Freddy. Okay, Am Fam Gang, you're gonna be hearing about one of the most excruciating dates I've ever been on in a minute. It was, oh my goodness. It was a product of about a furious swiping as I studiously attempted to mend my broken heart after the breakup of my marriage. Here's a sneak preview. He slumped over to me and said, wait for it. We are going to have the sex now. (laughs) (laughs) And he waved at me, and I'm like, oh, you're not fucking serious, are you?
2: Here's the thing for a lot of guys, we can fuck a lot of women that we may not otherwise be that attracted to. Women can be, and this sounds terrible, but one (laughs) night stands, it's like going to the bathroom. It's like sometimes you just need a porta potty.
0: Okay, so the adventures began a few years ago on a balmy April night in Malibu. I was suspicious that my husband was having an affair, but he kept denying it. And on one particular Saturday night, he told me he was in one place, but the Find My iPhone app told me differently. So, of course, I drove to find him and see for myself exactly what was going on. I caught up with him in our car, which was pulled into a gas station in Malibu mid-clinch with his horrible mistress, who I love to call Leather Lips. <laughs> Come on, I'm allowed one little catty dig, aren't I? She was having an affair with my husband after all. Come on, give me a bit of a break here. OK, so he spotted me and him and Leather Lips took off down the Pacific Coast Highway and I sped after them in my battered old PT cruiser. The Pacific Ocean was on the right. The sun was setting. It was like a perfect picture postcard backdrop to be having a marriage breakup car chase. I honestly felt like I was in an episode of something like Starsky and Hutch. (laughs) I knew it was dangerous, please don't copy me, but my adrenaline took over. My heart was absolutely pounding in my chest. I was absolutely fuming and my mouth was completely dry. I've no idea why, but eventually, after... Probably, I don't know, a couple of minutes of racing down that street. They finally gave up and pulled in. And I jumped out of my car. I said, Do you know what? My heart is pounding as I'm actually telling you this. So I jumped out of the car and other cars and trucks were speeding past me. It was, it was really lucky that I didn't get knocked down. And I honestly felt like time had stood still. And all of my movements and words were out of body. Like I was being controlled by somebody else up above. Like I really didn't feel I had any kind of control over what was to happen next. So can't believe he actually didn't just take off driving again and I went up to his window and I told him to wind the window down and he did, I couldn't believe he actually did that and he looked really sheepish broken and beat leather lips though sitting in the passenger seat. She looked like the ugly cat that got the cream and had this really irritating, indignant air about her, one that seemed to judge me like I was an annoyance, an irritating, crazed woman who was interrupting the flow of her evening. She clearly didn't compute that this was the father of my two kids and my husband of 17 years, and she was helping to break up a marriage. I told him to make a choice. Guess what he said? He said... I just want to be on my own. And I said, OK, I'll help you pack. It was kind of as simple as that. That was it. Marriage. Done. Over. Bish bash bosh. Done. Finished. Then, (laughs) whoever it was up above, feeding me my limes, gave me such a great gift of a parting blow to Leather Lips. Out of nowhere, I found my mouth saying these words. I said, Oh, by the way... The next time you have sex with my husband in the back of our car, remember to take your skimpy yellow knickers with you. She looked horrified and said, I don't wear yellow knickers. The look on her face was priceless. My trap had worked. I'd succeeded in making her think that he'd slept with someone else in the back of our car. I'd made the whole thing up. There were never any yellow (laughs) knickers there, but I'd sown the seeds of doubt over his integrity to her. It was almost worth going through the breakup trauma for how satisfying that was for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I went home, tail between my legs. I was really devastated. I know I'd got some satisfaction from the yellow story, but I really was devastated. It was horrible. It was a trauma and I'd lived through it for quite a long time. But it took me just about two weeks to be really grateful that he made that choice to break up. Woke up one day realising, like, I now had my life back, I didn't have to worry about him anymore. And shortly after that, my friend helped me to sign up on a dating site. I had no idea (laughs) that I was about to attract an array of drop-dead gorgeous men, and I did not care that most of them were a good 20 years younger than me. Why would I? It would be an adventure, right? Well, it certainly was an adventure. Well, it was actually a series of adventures. A series of misadventures, too, thrown in there that made all my friends gasp in shock when I told them the stories. They were the ones that inspired me to do this podcast, which I really hope will be inspirational to every single person out there who's hoping to find a partner or even just a date or two. I hope I'll especially get through to people who find themselves single over the age of 50 like I was. To let them know that there is life after a broken heart and there's plenty of opportunity to meet a ton of interesting people. If you just dust yourself off, choose your dates wisely and have an open mind. Please learn from my experiences. That's why I'm sharing them with you. We'll recap some dating tips at the end of the episode. And if you stick with me through all of my stories in this series, you'll learn so much. You're going to have the equivalent of a dating PhD and you're going to have a really good laugh, often at my expense. Two o'clock in the morning, some guy messages me on Tinder. Richard, read the text.
1: Hey, baby, do you want to meet
0: up? <laughs> I didn't realise what happened. Oh, like, no. I, really happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, he likes me. What does it and mean? Somebody messages you at two in the morning, wants to meet at two in the morning. <laughs> like, no, I'm a bit tired. <laughs> I'm a bit tired, I don't really want to. But I thought he was interested in, like, going on a date with me, not, like, just... Right. But I I was so naive and stupid. Just to be clear, if anybody messages you wanting to meet you at two o'clock in the morning, it absolutely means one thing and one thing only. They're trying to hook up with you, i.e. have sex with you in the middle of the night because they want to have sex with somebody. Please don't ever meet anyone that messages you trying to meet up with you at two in the morning and don't be as naive as i was unless of course that's what you're looking for in which case i hope you'll be safe but that's not really what this podcast is about i should have cut him off straight away and never communicated with him again but i didn't um and so we had this kind of like long over like two or three weeks text thing in and out and then we were it was all like i want to see you i want to see you and then he just dumped me like he literally ghosted me and deleted everything and then i found him again on ok cupid and we talked quite intensely for another couple of months that was mistake number two Don't give anyone second chances. This guy deleted me and then I found him on another site and messaged him. Like, no, next, if somebody disrespects you, next, move on, learn. Don't give anybody house room that's going to be disrespectful. I'm sharing all these rookie dating mistakes so that you don't have to repeat them. Please learn from my mistakes. And I had such high hopes. I don't know why he was cute on these pictures um, and he seemed to like have a reasonable job and be cool. So after quite a bit of back and forth, we finally arranged to meet at a bar very close to his house, which again, red flag number three, really. Why should I have to go to his neck of the woods? Why didn't we at least meet halfway? So that was mistake number three. But anyway, I went along and I was so excited. I had such high hopes. I recorded myself on the way to the date, and you'll hear how excited I was. And then I'll tell you what happened on the date. we would love you to join our accidentally milf family, the AmFams. Please visit our website at accidentallymilf.com, where you're going to find links to all of our socials, as well as some hints and tips, and even a shop where you can bag some goodies, as well as lots of other information. Let's build a fun and supportive community of AmFams on Facebook and at accidentallymilf.com. it's me (laughs) oh dear I'm in one of those moods uh, reminiscent of the last time I um, did this Okay, so I'm on my way to meet this guy I've been talking to him for about two months hang on let me just put the window up It got really, really intense. Anyway, a long story short, I'm meeting him for the first time tonight, but I'm just so not ready. But he's such a slippery eel, this one, that I felt that I had to um, strike while the iron was hot and and not say no because I didn't want him to, like, go off the boil. This guy is going to be hard work, I know. Um, We've had lots of discussions. He's got issues. and that I know um, ties into my issues too of wanting to fix people. I'm sorry I'm interrupting you listening to that because I'm just squirming so much about all the horrible red flags I'm hearing from myself with the benefit of hindsight. It's like oh my goodness what on earth was I doing arranging to meet a guy who I've described myself as a slippery eel. Somebody who deliberately vanished on me that I had to reconnect with and then I'm saying he's got issues and that ties into me wanting to fix people I mean please don't repeat what I've done that is such a recipe for absolute disaster I just wanted to interject there anyway sorry let's just go back to the recording so I don't know how this is gonna go um I do really like him, though from the communication that we've had I just have always felt like there's something there and I kind of have a feeling that it's either going to be crushingly disappointing or it's going to be pretty um, amazing. I, I'm not holding out great hopes for this one being Light. How naive and stupid was I to go through with that day. You can hear in my voice, I know that it's gonna be a disaster. I just want to go back in time and shake myself. I'm sorry, right back to the recording. Wow, well, you know it's I'm excited that this is happening. I'm excited that I've got somebody who I'm really attracted to. He's 14 years younger than me. He used to be a lawyer, used to be a successful businessman, has recently hit hard times, um, and isn't in a very good space, generally. Oh my goodness, I am squirming with embarrassment at the red flag after red flag after red flag, I'm so naive. Ugh! Um, oh my goodness, I'm nervous. Anyway, I will obviously report back, and, um, who knows, oh dear, I'm so scared. I'm not scared, I'm excited, but I'm scared too. All right, speak to you later. Nowadays, gone. Right, so I met him in this bar, um, but I didn't realize that I'd met him because there was an old guy sitting at the bar that didn't look anything like him. And he waved at me and I'm like, oh, oh no. you're not fucking serious, are you? This guy, honestly, was a good 20 years and 50 pounds heavier than his pictures. He was this old Russian dude. He was like, couldn't have been more gross. And Those photographs, I'm sorry, but he should have been arrested on the Trades Descriptions Act. It was just horrendous. I even sat with him and gave him the time of day. He seemed pretty drunk and droned on and on and on about how life was not fair to him, that all women were just bitches and after his money. He said, I'd be okay if I wasn't English and that he'd never met an English person that he liked. Can you believe that? Apparently he was mugged when he went to London once and he was, honestly, was behaving like it was my fault, like it was my cousin who'd robbed him or something. He said that women, women shouldn't work and guess what else? He said that they belong in the kitchen and bedroom only. I sat there speechless, and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. And after insulting me and everyone from my home country, he slumped over to me and said, wait for it. We are going to have the sex now. <laughs> like, you know what? We're not, actually. I'm not going to be seeing you anymore. And, but I was still, I was way too nice. So um, he disappeared. To the bathroom and then I never saw him again and he left me to pay the bar tab no.
2: <laughs> i think that was a great move on his part
0: <laughs> <laughs> he
2: knew he wasn't have sex
0: exactly so, so he failed uh, on me i
2: mean I know. not good for you but from a, Do
0: you know what it was brilliant it was well worth the bar tab to get rid of him let's listen to what i recorded after the day Hi there, it's the next day um, I'm just sitting back at home on my deck outside I was too distressed to record anything last night on the way home Oh my goodness, I feel so stupid I mean, I I spent two or three months being really excited about this guy and like, getting into a whole fantasy world about him and he could not have been more horrific I... <laughs> I just feel so stupid that I let my imagination run run wild. I think I just kind of filled in the blanks about what I hoped he'd be like, and he was an awful specimen of a man. And I suppose I'm just grateful that I've had the experience um, that hopefully I can learn from and I won't go down that road again. I mean, it was just... I'm really sad because like, I feel like I've broken up with somebody that I liked even though it, it, it's like I've broken up with the fantasy not with the reality um, but there's only one thing that I, that I feel I can do instead of just sitting home and licking my wounds and feeling sorry for myself I just have to get back on the swiping um, and just be a lot more cautious next time um, so that I don't repeat that experience I don't know how i weed them out and get rid of people that are gonna be horrible. I just have to be a lot more discerning, I suppose, and make sure that I actually speak to people before I meet them, and I suppose ideally FaceTime with them. Um, Yeah, but I'm just really disappointed, just for myself, really. Um, Obviously, I'm not disappointed that I'm not gonna see him again. I'm just disappointed that my fantasy mind just led me down a path of disappointment, really, I suppose. Um, But no, I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm not going to let it stop me. There will be somebody out there for me and I'm going to keep
1: looking.
0: Well, yeah, an absolute disaster. But the the kind of silver lining is that we learn from our mistakes, don't we? Or at least that's the idea. So I just use that as an opportunity to up my game to make sure that nothing like that ever happened to me again. So, Johnny must have happened to you. you've been on a million different dates what do you do when you go and meet a girl and she looks nothing like a pictures
2: i hope i mean there's apart from just visual attraction i mean there are other elements so i mean i hope that she smells good because i can be attracted to someone who smells great that may be lacking in the looks department because i for me it's kind of primal um no one has to be perfect here's the thing for a lot of guys we can fuck a lot of women that we may not otherwise be that attracted to or want to see outside um of that evening so um for a lot of guys like women can be and this sounds terrible but one night stands it's like going to the bathroom it's like sometimes you just need a porta potty
0: oh my god a porta potty you've got to be kissing me oh my god and this exactly is why if you're looking for a relationship girls you got to be careful a lot of guys just want to go to the porta potty
2: and that sounds bad but it's a biological uh... It's a biological function you know you got to get the goo off the brain and and
0: this kind of information is precisely why i'm really really glad that we've got johnny two t's here on our side giving us all this information it's very rare that you get absolute truth from the brains of men so it's actually really valuable for us girls to hear this perspective it might not be what we want to hear but it's what we need to hear
2: a lot of guys will sleep with women who, uh, if no one else finds out, she really doesn't have to be that, uh, I guess, desirable in the eyes of society.
0: But if you're like me and you want something more than just an empty one-night stand, I mean, I may not have been looking for a relationship relationship, but I'm certainly not the sort of girl that wants to just have one-night stands with people. I have to have a connection with somebody, and that's kind of more tricky to find, and I suppose the experiences that i'm um, relaying in this podcast to kind of help girls to avoid the porta potty boys with brain goo unless that's what you're looking for of course ah oh, it's complicated it's all gone. and now johnny what if she really is like 20 years older 100 pounds heavy I've, has that ever happened to you
2: yeah it's happened i mean i've learned like visual cues from profiles like you know if it's only head face shots or you know you look for like the shoulder arm girth and all that i try to make the best of it but if it's clear that it's if she's engaged in actual deception uh that's not cool and i feel that i will still try to give it a fair enough shot but i'm usually planning my escape and i try to leave in a nice way
0: how do you leave like what do you say
2: I I should get going, or well, it was nice meeting you, I don't try to come up with a a lie or an explanation, because usually, if people know if you're lying, so what's the fucking point, you know, and and most people, when they do lie, they try to come up with something that sounds a lot more grandiose than it should, um, I I have female friends who go on dates, and they meet guys, and then they use me as, like, their phone excuse, like, oh, text me or call me so that I can say something happened, and, um, I had a girl recently have me call her, and then she pretended like she was having a conversation with her sister on the phone, and she told her date that uh, something tragic, something bad had happened, I forget what it was, but it was something just obviously phony, because Is that not
0: just her trying to get back in with you?
2: I mean, she already knows she can come down and have fun with me whenever she wants, so... (laughs) I'm pretty... I like being the guy and I, I love when girls give a referral to their friends. Those are really cool <laughs> girls when they're like, oh, well, I think my friend would have fun with you too. And that's the best right there. Every guy loves getting a referral.
0: Really? Um, I've never heard of that Yeah, before. it's the, the referral system. When,
2: when, a, female, when a, a girl who's accepted the sexual dynamic between you two is just sex and there's a mutual respect, oftentimes, if she really enjoys it, she'll be like, you know what? I think my friend who needs have some fun I think she'd have fun with you here's her picture you know and I love I love that that's to me it's it's like a professional referral from the penis referral says more about us
0: (laughs) What about you, Richard? Have you
3: heard about that? No, but you could put me down for the next one. (laughs)
0: Fred, would you like
3: one? Oh no, no, no! I've got more than I can
2: manage already. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's a good. It's fun. Every guy likes getting a referral. Every guy likes getting a referral. But that's. It tends to be if you're a guy who's pretty upfront and and open and, and ethical about like what you're looking for and you don't try to sugarcoat things or, or lie and be deceptive and be like oh hey I might want a relationship with you cuz a lot of guys think that they have to tell a girl what they want to hear you know to get them in bed and i don't like dealing with that cuz that doesn't weigh right on my conscience i would rather not get laid than lie to get laid and usually if you're upfront it could it'll still happen but yeah. it's it's fun but going back to you know, someone showing up and not looking like their pictures. I mean, I feel like everyone looks like the worst version of their best picture on these apps. And like you don't want <laughs> to Yeah, the worst version
1: really You
2: don't want to and I don't blame them for having really good pictures up, but you don't yeah. want to misrepresent I, I want to have good pictures up, but I don't want to have pictures up that make me look so fucking great that I can't hold yeah. up in person. My
0: biggest fear is that I turn up on a date and the guy says to me Oh no, I'm sorry, you don't look like your pictures. Like, so I would rather undersell myself in the pictures, than, but then you can't be too, you got to undersell yourself no, too well, much. You
2: gotta find a healthy balance.
0: I just don't wanna, like, the idea of being rejected by somebody, I just can't bear that idea.
2: Well, it's, it, no one likes being rejected, but now we're in the age of Snapchat. Yeah. filters and so that's one thing that I take into account.
0: I don't use on, filters on my pictures. Well that's and
2: the guys can tell we can appreciate can that. You tell? Yeah, because Snapchat makes it look like your your face is like a smooth flashlight. Yeah. You know, there's light being emitted from it. Right. There's no flaws and that's why women and they love taking Snapchat selfies now because Snapchat filters makes everyone look good, and makes everyone look young. But like it's obvious Set
0: yourself up for disaster that's there, what I'm saying. You? I've uh, there was a girl yeah. recently
2: who I met up with and she looked great on her in her pictures and she had mainly Snapchat pictures, but I've come to accept that and expect that. But then she shows up and she's got all these pock marks on her face and I mean we still had sex. <laughs> it, it was just I was a little disappointed. <laughs> Unless she's here, let's do it.
1: Oh really.
2: But it's
0: So actually you you're you're actually feeding that though by not saying, Oh, you've got your skin doesn't well, look like The way like- I
2: see it is if she's using, she knows, and she's using Snapchat filters to cover it up anyway. Yeah. What is me bringing it up going to do? Right. She's here. Mm. Apart from that, she still mostly looks like her pictures. So I always try to take into account the filters being used, the angles, how much of her body is being displayed. Mm-hmm. You know, how far is her face from the camera, you know, because a lot of girls who don't think they're attractive or who lack confidence, they don't like having mm. close-up pictures, you know.
0: So what did I do wrong in that situation with that Russian guy?
2: You'd let him walk to the bathroom before paying, <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't know he was leaving.
0: Right, but how could I have guarded myself against having to go through a nasty date with a horrible man who was ugly and fat and, and, well, if
2: you didn't, if you didn't know from his photos and you showed up, I mean, you could have just turned around or you could have uh, just cut things short. He's, most How people you cut
0: things short? Like, well, if, you,
2: if you're if you not afraid of conflict, be like, look, I'm sorry. You don't look like your, your photos and you leave. Yeah, but but well, a lot of people aren't like that. A no, lot of people are right afraid.
0: That. Oh, no.
2: And me, like, it's not that I'm afraid, but also don't... There's a part of me, for as much shit as I talk, there's a part of me where it's like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So I'll ride it out to what... I'll, I'll have, like, a mental clock. I'm like, all right, I've been here 20 minutes. Uh, I can cut things short now. I've put in my time on this bad date with this person who was deceptive. Now I can leave and then you do that like awkward hug or whatever.
1: Ew.
2: What I hate too, is when you have a bad date and both parties know it's a bad date or it's not going anywhere. And, uh, the other person hits you with a, this is so fucking condescending. Um, when they're like, well, good luck that's me i hate the good luck like look we both know we're not going to see each other again don't
0: i don't need give yourself the upper hand and wish me
2: luck in like my future endeavors like you're an employer who's decided not to hire me you know
0: yeah i know it's so annoying oh anyway last episode i asked you to send in voice notes with some of your favorite dating stories and oh my goodness thank you so much for all the stories we're busy going through everything and we're going to give you the best best ones over the next few episodes. Well, the one that we've picked for this week actually is a friend of mine. His name is Latch and he's from Warrington, Cheshire in England. And, oh, I just love this story so much. Have a listen. I was
3: on a dating site and had several young ladies I was chatting to and this particular young lady who, whose picture was very attractive her description, was very attractive, she had a lot of similar interests to me in particular, she, she liked motorbikes. So that's great. She liked the outdoors. She wasn't for one of a better word, a girl. She she'll get her hands dirty. She'll pick up a hammer and, and help you fit a shelf or whatever. So I thought, Oh, this, all of this is great. And you chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. So my philosophy was always, I wanted to meet a potential date as quickly as possible. Online, you can hide behind words, things can be misinterpreted, you've got time to prepare answers. The reality is that that we might meet and you could be lovely, but there's just something that doesn't click. I think a relationship consists of many things, including the physical, the attraction, the sexual, the intellectual. So I want to go go through that checklist as soon as possible so one of me are we do we hit it off in person are we still attracted to one another etc.? so this particular girl she's been a bit elusive but me being me was was pushing it my philosophy is like let's meet because i've just turned 40 i think so i ain't got time to hang about if i'm looking for mrs right we were going to go to sail water park for a bit of a walk around and a meal and mm. then go back to hers and watch this film. I went to her house first to pick her up, knocked on, and this this young lady answered the door looking very coy. So she's she's come in, you know, very coy. Um uh, go, you know, just go into the living room, she she's means the living room, she slopes up into the kitchen. It later transpires she was she had a glass of wine on the go, a bit of Dutch courage.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm. We went to Sail Wars Park, we had a wonderful time, had a meal, went back to her house watch the film. And from there, I think we went on a few more dates and what I didn't find out till a couple of dates in was that the whole time I'd been speaking to online, I was actually speaking to a gay best mate. She had no idea. She had the dating profile. He'd set it up. Because he was basically trying to get blokes to send him dick pics. She had no knowledge of this. So he was using her as as a as a profile to, to just get dick pics and and you know have a bit of fun or whatever. And before he knew it, he'd arranged the date and then sort of turned to her and went, Listen, uh, I've set up this online dating thing. I've been using you and I've got a bloke coming around here. Annie was mortified. I mean, you know Annie, she's she's proper shy. She would never invite a strange man round to her house. So it's it's amazing that I even got that date.
0: And it's a good thing he did because
3: ultimately 15 years later, we're still together.
0: That's an incredible story. Did he get a dick pic?
3: (laughs) No,
1: of course not. Of
0: course not. Thanks so much for that, Latch. Oh my God, what a story. I think it's literally the only time I've ever heard of a catfish story with a happy ending. How amazing that they're still together 15 years later. I wanna speak to her friend actually and find out what on earth he was thinking. Oh my God. Anyway, so come on, be inspired by that and send in your best dating stories. I want the good ones and I want the really terrible ones. Come on, I'm sharing mine with you. You can share yours with me. Just record it into your phone and send it to us as a voice note. And if we use your story, we will send you a really nice thank you gift. So please visit our website at accidentallymilf.com where you'll find all the details of where to send your stories as well as some dating tips, links to all of our social media accounts and lots, lots more fab stuff. So please make sure that you have a look at our website which is accidentallymilf.com. Okay, so before we go, let's have a little recap of the things that we've learned through this episode. Number one... Always ask a date to do a FaceTime with you before you actually meet them. And if they don't want to do a FaceTime with you, then see that as a severe warning sign, if not a bright red flag. Number two, don't agree to go to their end of town for your date. At the very least, agree to meet halfway or have them come to your end of town. And number three, line up a friend to give you a call 15 or 20 minutes into a date just in case you need an excuse to make a hasty exit. We really appreciate you and we hope that you're going to join us again for the next episode. And oh my goodness, it is going to be a cracker. Oh dear, Johnny's going to be back and I'm going to be telling you probably, I mean... The most toe-curlingly embarrassing story so far. I mean, really. It was a date I had with possibly the sexiest stand-up comedian ever to walk the face of the earth. I'm absolutely wincing now, thinking about it. Oh my goodness, here's a little sneak preview. And halfway through the movie, he got up and went to the bathroom. And he was gone quite a while. And I was sitting there like what's he doing and then i heard water running water <laughs> and i thought he's having a shower that's really bizarre so he opened the bathroom door popped his head out and with a cheeky grin on his face said would you like to join me in the shower
2: And give me small natural breasts that i can squeeze and feel over like a big solid like oleaginous fucking Breasts that look like they're gonna fucking burst and kill wildlife with, you know, with the uh, fluids inside of them.
0: Okay, what about being natural? What about like floppy tips, like it's how, I like? They're
2: good. big old sagging milkers. It's
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, if you've enjoyed this episode. We would really appreciate a nice review and please subscribe and tell your friends all about the podcast, especially the ones that are single. Let's build this community that you're already a part of just by being here right now. Thank you to Richard and Freddie here in the studio, as well as, of course, the inimitable Johnny 2Ts. But most importantly, thank you to you for joining us. We couldn't be here without you, so we appreciate you more than it's possible to even say. So stay safe out there, especially if you're online dating. Lots and lots of love to you all. This podcast was brought to you by the Fab Team at Glistening Productions. It was produced by Angela Smith and Jeff Tietro. Music is by Epidemic Sound and the theme music is by Ten Towers. Studio producer was Freddie Chopper. Studio engineer is the lovely Richard Venti. Consulting producer is Phil Parsons. Executive producers are Angela Smith and M. Jacoby. And I'm your host, Angel Bliss, with special guest Johnny Tees
1: glistening productions
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then he phoned me to tell me that he had unfeasibly large testicles